and welcome to another episode of the Status Alternative Podcast. My name is Brittany, and on today's episode, we are going to be talking about a topic I really wanted to discuss. It is a whole bunch of stories of all my previous um, attendance at other, like, metal shows, rock shows, what have you, uh, one punk show. So it's basically just going to be me telling you stories of my concert experiences over the past seven years, because why not? Because they're fun, they're interesting, some are interesting, some are funnier than others. Um, This is a way for me to just basically, you know, share my experiences. And maybe if you do live in the Chicago area and you're a fan of any of these bands I'm about to mention, you've probably been to one of these shows maybe once or twice when I was there. So, uh, the first show that I went to was April 29th, 2014, and I went to go see Alter Bridge at the House of Blues. Uh, the opening band that I can remember was Monster Truck, and the headliner was Alter Bridge. Uh, they did this show prior or during the album cycle tour of when Fortress had came out. So I went to go see them, because one of all time, or one of my favorite bands of all time, and yeah, it was the day after my birthday. I had just turned 20 that following day, and on top of that, I was trying to get tickets to their, uh, the what would have been my birthday show, but I wasn't able to get tickets, so I went the next day. Um, I went with my friend Chris. Uh, we had a great time. He wasn't really into, like, Alter Bridge like that, but, you know, him being... A solid good dude and a really great friend. He decided to come uh, come with me. And it was a great show. Very interesting show. So that was my first show. So um, another show I went to. uh, Let's see. Let's go with this one. Another show I went to. I went to go see. I think this was considered my last show. Before the pandemic actually happened. I want to say. But yeah, uh, the last show I went to, it was, uh, it was Ice Nine Kills, Awake at Last, Fit for a King, and Light the Torch. Ice Nine Kills was the headliner for this tour, and it was at the House of Blues on November 27th, 2019. So, funny enough, the only reason why I wanted to go to this show was to go see Light the Torch, because Light the Torch was like, um, was previously known as Devil You Know, the lead singer is... Howard Jones from Killswitch Engage fame. Uh, that was my main reason for seeing them. And plus, I love Light the Torch. Really good band. Solid band. So, I go to the show, and I'm watching the opening bands, as one does. And the opening band, the first one on, was Awake at Last. So, I'm standing there. I'm not really into the band. Um, it's not the type of style and sound I'm totally into. So, I'm standing there, I'm standing there, and I'm waiting, and I'm like... Man, I am not into this show at all. So I leave. I went by myself. Um, yeah, so I left. I didn't get to see Light the Torch, so I left. Sue me. Whatever. So the next show after that um, was Shark Tooth. Um, Shark Tooth was a new band that I had gotten into. I had seen an article about them in Revolver Magazine. Shout out Revolver Magazine. Um, I had seen an article about them in Revolver Magazine... And I'm always looking for new bands to listen to and get into. 
So I found them. And I heard about their story. It's a pretty interesting story of the lead singer. And um, it really, like, I was just really into it. And plus the lead singer is, like, um, really cool. And, yeah, so I went. It was, like, at the Cobra Lounge, November 19th, 2019. The Cobra Lounge is, like, I think all the way on, like, near the Green Line, near, like, Clark or whatever. I can't remember. I had to take... Like the number nine Ash, uh, Ashland bus all the way there. It was like in the middle of like, it it, it was a seedy, seedy, uh, uh, economically depressed area. Let's just say that. So I go in there. Um, there's a bar to get into the actual venue. There's a bar there. And then like you have the bar and I'm kind of waiting. Don't know what's going on. Like I kind of sit at the bar cause I get there early because I always get there early. Because I want to see the opening bands and the headliners because I'm that fan. So, I go there. I sit at the bar. I don't really order anything. I'm just kind of sitting there waiting. And then eventually people start lining up to get into the actual venue. So, the lineup was Limbs, Wrist Meets Razor, and Sharp Tooth. So, I met them. Uh, I met the lead singer of Limbs. I got a shirt. It was really cool. Um, I got a, I got a sharp tooth shirt, their graphic, uh, their, uh, quarter tee, I got that shirt, and, yeah, uh, I saw the three bands, Limbs was, like, my favorite, Rismi's Razor was out there, but, like, Limbs was my favorite, and then I went there, obviously, to see Sharp Tooth, so, when they get on stage, um, you're kind of chatting a little bit, because the music hasn't started yet, but the lead singer is, like, there, and she's talking to everyone and everything, so, yeah. So I'm in the front because I got there early. So I got there in the front of the stage and like they're doing their thing. The show's going on. It's great. <laughs> Actually, one of their promotional photos, if you look on their Facebook, you can see the back of my head as I'm screaming into the mic. But yeah, it was great. Super fun show. Um, it was like one of those small venue shows and I wanted to go to like one of their small venue shows before they like got big and everything. Cause you know, that always happens. Like, it's like, Oh man, remember when they used to play clubs to bur Like I wanted to be that person. So I went and it was a great show all around. I loved it. It was super cool. The lead singer is a very sweet person and she's super cool. So yeah, shout out to Sharp Tooth and shout out to Limbs. Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna circle back. Um, I've actually seen Alter Bridge twice, so the first time obviously was in 2014, and the second time I saw them was at the Chicago Theater. It was them and Skillet. This was the Victorious tour, so this was right when they were, um, this was, their most recent album had came out, Walk the Sky, and this was October 10th, 2019. So I went, now mind you. I was a huge Skillet fan. Like, I remember... This was, like, back when I was still listening to singles. So, I was listening to Skillet. Uh, ten, it had been, like, ten years at this point when I had first saw them. Because I've never seen them in concert. But I remember listening to their singles, like, Comatose, Monster. Um, like, their major singles in, like, 2019... In, like, 2009. And it was, like... It just dawned on me. It was, like, man, I haven't heard their newer stuff in, like, ten years. Like, I remember they had, like, a song for, like, the opening of Monday Night Raw, but that was about it. But up until that point, I hadn't seen them or heard their new music. But, yeah, 
Like, I went, it was in the Chicago Theater, which was a very interesting venue because the Chica- uh, the Chicago Theater wasn't, like, an open floor venue. Like, there, it's a seated venue, so that was interesting. But I had fun nonetheless, and it was a meet and greet, so I ended up uh, going to the meet and greet prior to the show starting and got to take a picture. Oh, my God, I got to touch Mark Tremonti. I was so happy. Mark Tremonti and Miles Kennedy. Oh, my God. And Scott and Brian, because they're hot, too. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Let's get, dive into another show. So, I went and saw uh, I Prevail, Beartooth, and A Day to Remember at the Credit Union 1 Arena, a.k.a. UIC Pavilion, October 26, 2019. Looking at this now, I have a tendency to go to shows, like, days in between each other. You'll notice that pattern. So, yeah, at UIC Pavilion. So, prior to this, I think this was when Common Courtesy had just came out. That's when I wanted to go see them that time. Because they play UIC Pavilion. But I didn't get tickets for that show. So, I got tickets for this show. This was the uh, Bad Vibrations tour. This was also the show when they dropped Degenerate for the first time. Um, and play that live, because this was prior to them uh, releasing their new album that just recently came out. So this was my first time seeing I Prevail, this was my first time seeing Beartooth, and this was my first time seeing, like, uh, A Day to Remember. And I was, like, a big A Day to Remember fan. And still am, I should say. Not was, but still am. So yeah, that was, like, a really fun show. Funny enough, so I go to the venue, and it was, like, pouring rain When this venue was going on. It was like. It was just coming down. And I had an umbrella with me. And like. I remember I went to the venue. And they're like. Oh you can't bring that umbrella in here. I'm like. You've got to be kidding me. So like. I had to throw it away. And everything. And it was like. Whatever. But. Yeah. Um. This one was also like. The open floor. And then the seated area. And I ended up getting tickets for the seated area. But yeah. It was a. It was a really fun show. Like. I really loved listening to. Like. A lot of their big major hits. Um, uh, it was good, and I ended up walking away becoming a fan of Beartooth and I Prevail, so yeah, it was a really fun show. Uh, the next show I will talk about, man, I really do go to a lot of shows within days of each other. Uh, Incubus, when they were doing the 20th anniversary of Make Yourself and they went to the Aragon Ballroom, I went to that show October 18th, 2019. So... I had been an Incubus fan, like their singles for like like Stellar and Drive and Wish You Were Here, but it wasn't until like a little bit later on, right around this time, which made me coincidentally get tickets to see this show, when I started getting bigger and bigger into like listening to bands and becoming fans of these bands and then just buying their albums on iTunes. So like this was like right around the time when I was like listening to Make Yourself on Repeat, the whole album. So this was like their 20th anniversary tour, and they played the Aragon. One of the things that I remember... Oh, now that I just remembered. It was two major things. So one, uh, the show was amazing. It was... I, I'm I'm be honest with you. I may or may not curse a lot through this episode. But it was fucking amazing. It was a great show. Man, watching Incubus live is amazing. Uh, one thing I remember is, uh, this one guy who was trying to start a pit and try and start at an incubus show and everyone was just like, no, dude, this is not that type of, 
this is not that type of show. This is not that type of energy. We're not going to do that here. So he tried to start a pit and just, it wasn't happening. And then the last thing I remember was, it was like towards the end of the night, the show was wrapping up, right? So the drummer ends up throwing, because you know how, if you've ever been to a rock show or a metal show, you know at the end of the show, the artist or like any of uh, the drummer and the guitar player sometimes will throw out either the drumsticks or the uh, picks, like just the picks. And this time... The drummer threw a drumstick in my area, right? It was, and oh my God, it was so crazy. So the drummer's drawing the drumstick and he throws it in my area and it's me and another dude who catches it. And he's like, oh, you can have it. And I'm like, oh my God, are you serious? So he gave me the drumstick. I held on to it. Everyone was patting me on my head like, yeah, yeah. I end up hiding the drumstick in my sleeve so nobody's like trying to, uh, take it from me like a weirdo because I'm paranoid and weird. So I hold the drumstick and I still have the drumstick till this day, but I caught the drumstick from the drummer of Incubus and I still have it. But yeah, that was that was such a fun show. That was such a fun show. Uh, next, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the when I went to go see Seven Dust and Tremonti, February 26, 2019. Shout out to Robert. Because my homie Robert, that's his birthday. So I went to go see Seven Dozen uh, Tremonti. I had to go to this show. This was like, I think, like what? Tremonti's four, no, fifth album at this point. Because it was their self, no, it was All I Was, Carterize, Dust, I think, and A Dying Machine. It was like, I want to say it was, no, it was their Fourth album, A Dying Machine. That that was their most recent album, A Dying Machine. Had just come out. Man. Once again, meet and greet. Long time Seven Dust fan. Like, I've been a fan of Seven Dust since, like, Smackdown vs. Raw 2007 came out. Because when I first heard Feed, man, it was over. Been a lifelong, like, Seven Dust fan. So I had to go see them. It was Tremonti as well. And this was actually the first time I had saw the band Kira. Who I'm a big fan of now. So, like, that's partially another reason why I love going to see, like, opening bands first. Or, like, going to shows as soon as the doors open. Because you never know. Like, some of these opening bands can be, like, really good. And, like, go on to do, like, major stuff. But, like, just seeing them, like, in their element, like, right when they're starting out. And just to see the process and the progress that they make along in their careers is just, like... Oh, it, 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 it's, it, it's getting me pumped up again. But yeah, I did the meet and greet, got to meet the guys in the band. Oh my God, I was such a dork. So Lejean, uh, the lead singer, LJ, uh, was going to give me a high five and I did the fist and I felt like such a dork because I get starstruck by meeting my favorite people because I'm, I'm having a hard time processing that I'm actually looking at this person. But man, that was, oh my God, that was a thing. But yeah, going to see Kira was good. Seeing Seven Dust was amazing. And then seeing Tremonti. Oh my god. Oh, and funny enough. So I went to... When uh, Kira was finished with their set, uh, when they go to the House of Blues, uh, sometimes the opening band will go in this like middle hallway, like across from the like coat check. 
And they'll just stand there and, like, talk with some of the fans and, like, sign some stuff. They'll be selling their merch and stuff like that. So I ended up getting their uh, EP. Or their song. Yeah, I ended up getting their EP. And, man, I, I still have it till this day. So shout out to Kira. You know, they just came out with their most recent song, Crutch. It's amazing. So, yeah, go listen to it. It's Kira, K-I-R-R-A. Uh, a lot of this podcast will be just me putting over my favorite bands, I'm just saying. But yeah, uh, that was an amazing show. I was really excited to see Tremonti live, because they, pl- they were playing a show, I can't remember where, but they had played a show prior, and I missed out on getting tickets, so I was really pumped to hear that they were going on tour together, so I was super pumped. So, that that was a show. Uh... Ooh, this one this one's a good show. This one's a really, really good show. This is uh Disturbed when they played the Vic uh October tenth, twenty eighteen. This has a whole like oh my god. Okay, let me dive into it because I'm getting all the feels again. So this was their twentieth anniversary of Down with the Sickness. Um This was the show, yeah, so I ended up trying to get tickets for when they first went on hiatus. So they went on hiatus right around their most, I don't remember what record, but I remember they went on hiatus for a while, and this was like also right around the time when David Draymond, the lead singer, ended up going off to do Device, his industrial metal band, and they had uh, released... The Lost Children, which is, uh, their, it's not, like, a compilation of, like, all their B-sides, and oh my god, this album alone, it, to me, is a banger of an album. Like, I don't care if it's a compilation of B-sides, this whole thing, this whole album can stand alone as, like, their album. It's like, oh, album in itself. It is so good. Like, I highly recommend this album. Go listen to it. It's Disturbed the Lost Children. Top to bottom, amazing. My favorite tracks, Leave It Alone and Monster and Three. So those are my favorites. So they had announced they were going on tour. It was like their first show was going to be the House of Blues after being on a hiatus for like, I think it was like probably four years, maybe two years, three years. I can't remember. But they had announced they were going on that show, and I had to get tickets. So I was trying to get tickets, and I had lucked out, and it sold out, and I almost about near cried when I was at work. I was like, I can't go see my favorite band. So they had announced they were doing a 20th anniversary show, and I'm like, I got to get tickets. I got to get tickets. And lucky enough, I got the tickets. So I go to the show, mind you. So this is October. It's still a little bit hot. But it'll get cold in the middle of the night. So I go to this show. Um, I'm super pumped. I'm standing in line, kind of trying to break out of my shell and talk to people while I'm waiting in line because I have a bad habit of, like, standing in line and not talking to people about my favorite bands because I'm very uh, uh, weird and socially awkward. But that's another story. (laughs) So I, I kind of was trying to, you know, like, you know, not be that one. Because I tend to go to concerts uh, by myself a lot because I never really have anybody to go with. Now that my best friend Portia has moved or has since moved and my brother doesn't want to go to the shows that I go to. So it is what it is. So I'm standing in line waiting. And then right around the time, uh, the doors start to open and everyone's heading inside. 
So prior to this, my coworker, I told him, uh, my former coworker, I should say, uh, I told him about me getting tickets to go to the Vic. Now, if you're a Chicagoan and you know what the Vic is, the Vic is a uh, a venue um, right off of the Belmont train station, right in that area. Like, right off of Belmont and Clark, or at least in that general area. And he was like, oh, yeah, I've been there. Like, if you wait on the side entrance, like, to for the roadies to put all the equipment and the sound equipment into the building, you may be able to see a couple of the guys or any of the band members. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. So, like, we're heading inside, and then all of a sudden, you see the alleyway for where they load in all the sound equipment. And I see John Moyer, and I'm like... Oh my God, it's the bassist. Now, for those of you who don't know, John Moyer was originally the bass player of Union Underground, who coincidentally, the Union Underground's like major hit, in my opinion, because I haven't heard there any other songs, was Across the Nation, and Across the Nation is still by far the best Raw, Monday Night Raw opening theme song. So he was the bass player in that band, and then replaced Fuzz, their original bass player, years later so there's that so i'm like oh my god it's john moyer oh my god it's john moyer and then we're like john and we screamed and he waved at us he was in the alley on his phone and i'm like oh my god this is gonna be amazing so you get inside i get a good spot like right in front of the stage almost right in front of the stage like two maybe three layers deep in front of the stage and i'm like bet this is amazing oh my god they tore the house down it was a great show they played Man, it was great. It was great. If you've heard the 20th anniversary, or if you've ever heard of Down Down With The Sickness, you hear it. Oh my god. Just listening to him play Down With The Sickness, listening to them play Down With The Sickness live, man, it was amazing. It was amazing. And then listening to dropping plates and like all that, it was good. It was so good. So, to cap all that off, the show ends. I remembered what my coworker said about like, hey, you may meet one of the band guy. You may meet some guys in the band if you wait outside the side entrance, right? So I'm like, bet this is amazing. So already, uh, you get word that David Draymond, the lead singer, he had already left with his family and friends. He was gone. He left as soon as the show had ended. He was out. So, uh, so we're waiting. And waiting, it's me and a couple of other people are just waiting at that side entrance. Uh, John Moyer ends up coming out and then comes back in and was like, hey, you're going to sign some stuff for us, right? And he's like, yeah, totally. So, once again, it is October in Chicago. It was hot and rainy and muggy earlier in the day, but then as soon as night fell, it got cold real quick. So, I had brought a jacket. I was prepared. So we, I'm standing outside wearing this like windbreaker I ended up getting. It's freezing. You see this mother and daughter who were waiting to meet the guys in the band and she was, and they were getting cold and they were like, nope. And then slowly but surely, you see a whole bunch of people just starting to leave, just starting to leave, just it's down to the wire, down to the very most determined. I'm standing there. It's getting close to midnight and I'm like, I have to wait to see who I can get a picture with. I have to wait and see. So then I end up watching all of the roadies pack up the sound equipment and everything. Everyone leave. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. So then um, I just 
eventually I'm like, you know what, forget it. The roadies got done putting up all the sound equipment. You know, it's like, screw this. I'm just going to get an Uber and go home. I didn't meet anybody. So as soon as I turned the corner to the front of the venue, the guys didn't come out the back. They came out through the front entrance. I see Mike Rengren get into, Mike is the drummer. I see Mike get into uh like a like a like a bus or like a like one of those like party buses or whatever. So I see him get in. I was not gonna stop him because he was carrying a lot of equipment, and I'm like, I'm not gonna stop this dude for a picture. Like he looks like he's carrying a lot. I'm not gonna stop him. So then who comes out the door? John Moyer. I'm like, oh my god, John, can I get a picture with you? Because he was, like, talking to other people and they wanted to get a picture with him. And I'm like, hey, John, can I take a picture? He couldn't have been nicer. He could not have been nicer. He was like, yeah, totally. And uh, he's taking a picture with me. And it was like, he was talking about my phone. And I'm like, oh, you're talking to me about my phone? I was geeking out. I was super geeking out. And then Dan came out. Dan is the guitar player. I've had a crush on Dan Donegan since the Voices music video. If you haven't seen the Disturbed Voices music video, then you don't probably know. But man, I was a fan of his. And I had a crush on him since that music video. So I got to take a picture with him, and that was even better. It was great. So that was the night that I got a picture with John Moyer and Dan, the bassist and the guitarist of Disturbed. And still to this day, one of my favorite stories. All right, moving on. Uh, we're going to move on to Nada. Bigger show. It's not uh, a major story show, but it was still fun nonetheless. I got to see Chevelle in 10 years at the House of Blues, December 17th, 2017. I went with my friend Caroline. We went to the show. Um, she wanted to see 10 years. I wanted to see Chevelle because Chevelle was the headliner. Um, we went. It was a good show. It was a very interesting show. Well, not interesting. Well, yeah. It was a pretty interesting show. I've been a fan of Chevelle for a very long time. So, I went to that show. So, not much is said then, but I was there at that show. So, um, next, I ended up seeing Evanescence at the Chicago Theater, uh, November 30th, 2017. So, I went to that show, which was a very cool show. Because this is when they came out with their album Synthesis. This is when they were really big on their um, Symphionic... Like, the, the, they were really big into having an orchestra with their, their sound. So, they redid all of their sounds, but, like, in an orchestra setting and style. Um, that was really, that was really beautiful and interesting to see. And funny enough, I actually ended up seeing two of my co-workers at that show, but they didn't notice me. So, that was a really cool show. And that was, like, the first time I've ever actually seen a show at the Chicago Theater. So, that was great. So, that was like an experience in itself. Uh, moving on to the time I saw Highly Suspect at the House of Blues, November 18th, uh, 2017. Uh, I think that was 2017. It was either 2017 or 2016. Either way, I saw Highly Suspect. Funny enough, this show, actually, I left early. So, I've only left two shows early. So, I went to this show, and I had gotten, like, the balcony general admission tickets and those kind of sucked because you're kind of just standing up top and you can't really see the band and on top of that that was like my dad's last day in the city before he moved back to Selma Alabama and I was like you know what 
I'm gonna just go spend time with my dad because this may or may not be the last time I may see him in a couple of months. So I, I go back, I do the coat check, I come back upstairs, I did the coat check, uh, and then I go, I, I leave the show and I'm going to the coat check, and he's like, you're leaving already? I was like, yeah, it's my last, it's my dad's last day in the city, I'm gonna just go spend time with him. He's like, mad respect, mad respect. And I left and I went to go see my dad, so. I didn't really get to see Highly Suspect. By that time I had saw them, I was like a big fan of theirs. I really loved their first album and their second album. It really kicks ass. So, it is what it is. Uh, let's see. Uh, next I went to go see Parkway Drive at the House of Blues, October 12th, 2016. This was by far, at the time, the best damn show I had ever attended. And let me tell you why. So, it's me and Portia. This is Portia's last concert she ever went with me to because she was moving to South Carolina shortly after. So, this was her last show. So, we go. By this time, I was like, partial to being a Parkway Drive fan. Like, I really enjoyed Wild Eyes, but I hadn't heard any of their other music prior to Wild Eyes, which is off of their song, their album Atlas. So, that song really got me into them. So, I didn't really, like, listen to the band before that. So, I, I go to this show, right? So, I end up to this show, and it's, re it's a really fun show. So... The opening bands were, uh, the opening bands were, who was it? It was Sky Machine, We Came as Romans, and Parkway Drive. That was the lineup. So I go to the show, and, you know, you're starting outside, you're like any other show, and I, me and Portia ended up getting there really quick, so we went and we were on the guardrail, so that was a plus. So we're on the guardrail of the House of Blues. So, we go, we see Sky Machine. Sky Machine kicked ass. They are a great opening band. They killed it, man. It was so good. So, I end up seeing Sky Machine. So, their set ends, and like I said before, this is the House of Blues, so a lot of the opening bands who are starting out is like, hey, come say hi, check out our EP, buy some merch. I go, I get their EP because I really enjoyed their set. And I get the EP, get it signed by the lead singer, and yeah, I got there. Yeah, got that. So then I go back, right? I have the EP in my hand, and EP, and I put it in my hoodie. My hoodie ends up falling over the guardrail onto the other side in that little small area between the fans and the security in the stage. So one of the security guys, thank you for that dude, he ends up giving me my coat back. Now, by the end of the night... My EP, the signature is, like, kind of faded. Like, the signature's there, but it's kind of, like, rubbed off a little bit by, obviously, the water and everything. So, we go. Uh, we Came As Romans comes on. And funny enough, the, uh, this was my first time seeing We Came As Romans, my first time seeing Parkway Drive, my first time seeing uh, Sky Machine. Uh, this was also prior to the leads, one of the co-lead singers of We Came As Romans, prior to him passing away, so, it, that was, like, it was, like, years later, I think it was, like, last year, or, like, the year before that, when I heard he had passed away, and I was, like, man, that's crazy, so, 
We go to the show. All the bands killed it. It's really cool. So then Parkway Drives takes the stage. And you want to talk about a band that knows how to start a pit? This band, man, had everybody moving from side to side, front to back. It was just a crazy show. Enjoying it. They they, they sung Wild Eyes. I lost my shit. It was great. So... The night ends, Portia ends up talking to a couple of people in the uh, crowd and everything, and it was great. It was fun. So, here's where the story gets really interesting and really crazy. So, it's the next day. I think I'm at work or something. I'm doing something, right? So, I told my brother about how I'm going to go see this band. I'm going to the show. He's like, you were at the Parkway Drive concert last night, weren't you? And I'm like, yeah, it was an amazing show. He's like... Seth Rollins was at that show. And I'm like, okay, what? Huh? What? Wait, Seth Rollins, the Seth Rollins, WWE superstar Seth Rollins was at a Parkway Drive show last night. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, because I knew Seth Rollins for you, those of you who don't know, he's a, he's a wrestler. He's a uh, superstar. He's a professional wrestler, big, shield, uh, architect, all that, big fan. So I'm like, what? So I was like, yeah, he was at the Parkway Drive show. Now I had known prior that Seth Rollins was a metalhead because like his earlier bands are like my early bands. Like he was into Corn and all that. We're like, we were in, we're into the same band. So I'm like, you've got to be joking. So he ends up sharing to me on Facebook a video of this girl who recorded Seth Rollins in the pit of the show. And I realized, and then she does the photo, she, she's got the picture and it's like of the selfie side of her and Seth Rollins just totally rocking out. And then it's like the video of the band and the placement. And I'm like, I'm not that far away from him in the pit. So... He apparently went to the show because he's a huge fan. He ends up sharing it on his Instagram that he met the band and thanked the band for giving him his pit legs back because he hadn't been in a pit in like 10 years. He took a picture with the band. He was up in the balconies because anybody who's been to the House of Blues has seen the balconies and the reserve seating and all that. And like he had came downstairs in the pit. And I'm like, you mean to tell me I was three people away from Seth Rollins and taking a picture with him? My, mm. until this day, I've only had, like, out of the members of the Shield, I only have a picture with Roman and John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose. I have yet to get a picture with Seth Rollins. So, yes, that was the time I went to a Parkway Drive show. And was in the pit with Seth Rollins. So that was a hoot. So uh, my next show was Volbeat at the Aragon. Uh, September 13th, 2016. Very fun show. Uh, this was my first time at a Volbeat show. I will say this. The crowd was a little dead in my opinion. I don't know why. I don't know. It's like you think what a band that I always say is like a cross between Elvis and Metallica, excuse me, you think it'd be like a solid work to work, like it, you think it'd be like energy, but that crowd, the band was great, the crowd was dead, and it made me disappointed, so it is what it is, so 
do with that what you will. Moving right along to a couple other shows. So the next show I want to talk about is that one time I saw Hatebreed and Killswitch Engage on May 14th, 2016. My older brother Curtis's birthday. Shout out Curtis. So this out this uh show, this was right around when the Concrete Confessional had just came out. Amazing album, by the way. Something's Off is like my favorite song off of that album. So, this was like my brother's birthday show because I remember texting my brother and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to the Metro to go see Hate Breed on your birthday. Happy birthday. So, I went. I ended up pre-ordering the album right around that time. So, it was a really cool album. Uh, I love the artwork on that album. And I this was my first time at the Metro. Those of you who don't know, the Metro is a... Sort of smaller club, kind of like the Cobra Lounge, but rather than be on wherever the heck I was, uh, I was up on the north side in Wrigleyville. So <laughs> this was a this was an interesting one. So this had been this was like right during a Cubs game too. So a Cubs game had just let out. So while you're waiting outside, because anybody who's ever been to a metal show or a rock show, you know you're in the right position when you just see a whole line of people wearing black and looking intimidating. Allegedly. Because actually all metal fans are pretty cool. So, <laughs> this group was pretty interesting. So, I'm waiting in line. We're all just standing outside, right? And like I said previously, Cubs fans were already in the area. So, this one <laughs> Cubs fan and his wife... Uh, so I was walking down the street and they accidentally bumped into one of the metal dudes. And he legit looked at these people and he was like, watch where the fuck you're going. And oh my god, these people were so scared. And I'm like, oh god, my oh lord. Man, I kind of laughed on the inside, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of funny. But oh my god, that, that actually happened. So I get there and one, this is prior, once again prior. I had been into the pit like twice I was not ready for it I don't know why I love the energy of the pit I love seeing a wall of death I love seeing and being around that type of energy but for the life of me I have yet to actually experience being in the pit like shout out to the women and girls who are actually out there willing to get in the pit more power to you you are a better person than I am but I think ever since like this pandemic is like slowly like dying off and everything and everything's starting to open back up again shows are being announced I think I'm finally just gonna say screw it I'm gonna just get in the pit because oh I miss shows <laughs> but I digress so I went and man once again this is like my first time seeing hate breed this is my first time seeing uh kill switch engage live and this was like during the era where Jesse's the lead singer of the band because Howard had left um so I go, and man, it was great. It was so good. So I'm up at the, like, I'm on the balcony of, like, the area, like, above the pit, and then you see the stage. So you got the high area, the people up top, and then the people at the bottom, right? So we go. It's an amazing show. I think Testament was on that bill as well, but I can't remember for the life of me. But it was a great show. Like, I love singing a couple of Kill Switch and Gay songs, and then... I had previous knowledge of Hatebreed because right around um, that song came out, there was a song, uh, had, I forget what that song was called. Sometimes, I remember the lyrics, sometimes, 
dun, 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 it means standing alone or something like that. Honor Never Dies. There you go. I remember that was the first Hate Breed song I heard. And I really liked the music video because it's the one where this kid is a skateboarder and these two drug addicts are trying to rob this girl and the guy's like beating the dudes with a skateboard. Honor Never Dies. That song was like the first Hate Breed song I heard. And I remember that's how I got into Hate Breed. I don't know how I found the song, but I really liked the song. So yeah, that was my prior knowledge and I've been a fan ever since. So I go to the show and man, like Jamie Josta is like one of my favorite human beings of all time. So like he's standing there pumping everyone up. They start playing Destroy Everything. And of course everyone's just bouncing up and down. It's great. It's amazing. And he's like pointing up at the people up top and he's like giving them the thumbs up. And I'm like, yes, it's so cool. But yeah, that that was a fun show. Like anytime you go to a hate breed show, you're guaranteed to have a fun time. So it was cool. It was very cool. Uh, the next one would be uh, that one time me and Portia ended up doing a meet and greet, and we went to go see Henry Henry Rollins do a spoken word at Talia Hall on his birthday show. So it was February. No, his birthday. I think it's the fourteenth. I could be wrong. No, it's the thirteenth. It's the day before his birthday. It was February 12th, 2016. Because I remember prior to that happening, we I had gone to go see... Uh, I had gone to go see Deadpool with my friends and I ended up coming back home and it was my tickets to the show and I was so hyped about it. And I think I still have the tickets up to that show. But yeah, we ended up going because Henry Rollins is like my hero. Like... Hands down, no bullshit. Henry Rollins is like a personal hero of mine, and I really wanted to hear his spoken word. So yeah, uh, that was that show. That was pretty cool. Got to take a picture with Henry, which is my Instagram photo. If those of you who don't know, now you know. Uh, next, this is my favorite show, and the only show I have gone to with Portia and my little brother Denzel. This is the co-headlining tour of Lamb of God. Anthrax, Death Haven, and Harm's Way, January 30th, 2016. Ah, oh, what a show. And at the Aragon. So, prior to us going to the show, this was the album cycle of when Four All Kings had just been released by Anthrax. So, that album had just came out. So, they were doing a signing at Reckless Records over, like, in the, what is it, Logan Square area? here. So prior to this, I had seen, like, it was a couple of years, way like a lot of years, I ended up seeing Scott Ian doing his spoken word at the main stage over on Morris. So this was like, just seeing them live and playing music. So I was super hyped because I had wanted to meet him again. But my biggest thing was I wanted to meet Charlie Bonante because I had, a, I have a huge crush on Charlie Bonante, the drummer of Anthrax. Huge crush. So we go, me and Portia are going for Anthrax. Denzel is going for Lamb of God because he's a huge Lamb of God fan. So we go to the show. It's the Aragon. It's my two favorite human beings in the whole wide world. And we had a blast. So like, so any of you who know and have seen a metal show, you know that you have to stand between sets, between like all the bands, like taking their sound equipment off the stage and putting it on stage. So in between sets. Now, if those of you have never been to the Aragon, the Aragon is like this huge space. I'm talking about huge uh, space of like just open floor. And there's like this uh, step 
You drop down, you go, like, you stop, you, there's the, the floor, the actual floor area, and then there's, like, a little raised area, like, a little raised step to get to the bar and to get out of the, uh, um, <coughs> venue. So, in between the sets, rather than staying there whole entire time, me, Portia, and Denzel are ended up, like, standing to the right of the stage, and we're just sitting in between the sets. So we're sitting there in between, like, all the bands coming and going and everything. So it was, it was pretty cool. I love going to shows. I still have that photo I took of them when we went. And we're just sitting there on the floor just waiting for the next band to come on. Uh, me and Portia are checking out the guys. And Zell's just looking at us as like, you, mm-mm. He's just like, you, you heathens. And then uh, Denzel's actually checking out the chicks, which is funny. So, like, he's shaking his head at us and we were like dude what <laughs> so we went anthrax comes on they start playing their set and it was great it was fun seeing a pit like cotton amash and indians and watching them like everyone start a pit it was great they're always good live and then man when lamb of god came onto the stage you could have swore like everyone just moved up the pit was crazy i could have swore i saw somebody flying through the air it was great because Lamb of God knows how to put on the show. So that was a very fun show. Very fun show. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Alright. Next is that one time I saw Corn at the Aragon Ballroom, October 1st, 2015. Man. Corn had been a staple of my introductory into hard rock and heavy metal music at this point. Because in my previous episode about gateway bands, Korn didn't start becoming big for me until like way years later before I was like into Nickelback and Creed and Limp Biscuit and everything. So I got into them a little bit later. And for me, being a, a, a not a like an early fan, but like being a fan who stumbled upon their music, obviously the first song I heard was Freak on a Leash. And then became Here to Stay, and then, like, um, uh, Got the Life, and all of their later hits and everything like that. So, I believe this was their 20th anniversary. No, this isn't their 20th anniversary. I don't know what show this was. (laughs) They were celebrating some anniversary. Or maybe it was the 20th anniversary of the, their first record coming out, because... Uh, their first record came out in 1994, and I don't know what happened that previous year, but they were going on tour with this record, and they were going to play, uh, their self-titled debut album in its entirety at the Aragon, and I got to this show super late, so I missed Islander coming on, because it was Corn with Islander, and I had missed them, and I got a really bad spot, because I was, like, all the way at the end of the venue, I couldn't push my way through because I wasn't that confident yet. And I wore my sweater the whole entire show. So, funny enough, now that I remember it about that show, it was a really good show, and I really enjoyed it. And, like, I'm standing there in the, like, opening area before, like, the opening area archway, and there's a guy coming towards me, and he's bleeding from his head. So what I'm guessing is, is that either he got socked in the head really, really hard while in the pit, or he was crowd surfing and fell on his head and started bleeding from his head. So that happened at that show. So that was a memorable story from that show. Uh, let's see. Next 
will be the first time I saw Breaking Benjamin at the Aragon, September 26, 2015. Same thing as Corn. I was a huge Breaking Benjamin fan. Still am, by the way. The song, the first Breaking Benjamin song, I'd have to say, I can't remember for the life of me whether it was Until the End or Diary of Jane. But it was definitely one of those songs off of the Phobia album. Once again, another band that was a big staple into my ascendance into hard rock and heavy metal music. I'm a huge fan of Breaking Benjamin. I love their songs. Um, Ember is a really good album. I love Tourniquet. I love... Uh, was it? I love their Depeche Mode cover of Enjoy the Silence. I really enjoy that. I really enjoy, like, I gotta say, Saturate is probably one of my favorite albums, and I think it's severely underrated, and I wish they would play more songs off of Saturate, so that's another one of my favorites. But yeah, I ended up seeing them, and that was a really interesting show. Although, I will say this, I kind of wish they would have played a lot more of their songs rather than the covers. Because it was still a good show overall, but I wish they would have played more of their songs. So, it was a good show. Uh, next. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're gonna... Okay, we finally came across this one. This one would have to be my first major story of when it comes to shows. That time I saw Black Label Society at the House of Blues, May 20th, 2014. Oh boy. So, let me give you the lineup to this show. Butcher Babies, Down, Devil You Know, for, um, which was now called Light the Torch, and Black Label Society. This was my first metal show. So, <laughs> oh god, this show. So this was my first metal show and this also happened to be Denzel's first concert because prior to Denzel going I had been already going to shows like I had two shows under my belt prior to this show. So I took Denzel to his first concert and I took Portia to her first concert and this was Denzel's first concert and man this was a concert. So we get there this is in the middle of May it's not too hot it's not too cold. Um, we get there, and we're, we're standing in the middle of the House of Blues, and I think this was also my second time at the House of Blues. This was my second time at the House of Blues. So I go, and I don't know what to expect, to be honest with you, because I thought this was going to be a rock show, because when I saw Alter Bridge at the House of Blues, there was no pit, there was nobody pushing and shoving. Um, I thought this was just going to be a regular, regular show. So I go... And we're there, we're standing, and then we, we don't know what to expect. So we do notice these big, and I, excuse me, and I do mean big, like hosses, like just huge dudes, right? Just, just big. It looks like a wall. So me and this are standing there, and then the Butcher Babies start their set. Now, prior to this, me and Denzel had never heard a song from the Butcher Babies, and like, I didn't know who they were at the time. I didn't hear any of their music. I knew of, I, I know Howard Jones, I know of Howard Jones. 
Uh, I'm a huge fan of his. I love what he did during his time with Kill Switch Engage. So seeing him do his new band, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm interested. I knew what who they were prior to going to the show. Uh, Down, the only person out of Down I knew was Phil Anselmo. And I'm a huge Pantera fan. Love Pantera. And Black Label Society, obviously, Zach Wilde, crazy dude, really cool dude. Um, Denzel was, a at the time, a big Black Label Society fan. Um, he has no bad memories. It's just like he grew out of the sound. So, Butcher Baby start their set. And already got dudes starting to pit. They're pushing Denzel and me, shoving us and moving us. And we're like, we didn't sign up for this. We weren't ready. So, the two big dudes who we found out were cousins who came down from, like, Indiana or whatever just to come see the band, uh, ended up helping us out. And they were like, they pushed us forward. And they were like, hey, sometimes some people aren't ready to be in the pit. So they, they were totally helpful. They, they were totally cool. Really cool dudes. So we're there. They start pushing and shoving and everything, obviously, because, you know, Butcher Babies are amazing front people. At the time, looking back on it, when, like, probably a year or so later after this show, when we first started really getting into the Butcher Babies, we actually were like, man, I wish we would, like, we would have appreciated them then when we first saw them. Because we didn't know who they were when we first saw them. And now, here we are listening to Dead Man Walking, listening to Goliath, and uh, Take It Like a Man. And we were like, man, we should have lit. Man, how did we not appreciate this band before? So they start the pit. Their set ends. Devil You Know comes on. Really good set. Love Howard Jones. Can't say enough good things about him. Really good. Down comes on. That sludgy, like, oh, that that sound came out. It was great. Here's what really solidified the night for me. So, as you know, like I said before, huge Pantera fan. Did a whole, like, half episode about how Far Beyond Driven is, like, one of my favorite Pantera albums of all time. So, here's the kicker that really solidified it for me. Now, I can't... This is what really solidified it for me. Towards, like, I guess... In the middle of their set or during their set, whatever, it happened. Zach Wilde comes out and he's on guitar. Phil Anselmo proceeds, now we're going to play. I'm broken. I lost my shit. I was like, yes! I was screaming to my brother. He looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, dude, you don't understand. This is my favorite Pantera song of all time. So they play I'm Broken. I'm just, there's video proof of this. I found it too. Of me. You can see my head and I'm just like jamming out. Like just throwing up the horns, everything. Just totally into it. Having a great time. Man, I damn near just lost my shit. I could have fainted right then and there. Like, oh my God. But yeah. Also, I almost forgot. So this is like, so Down is the third band on. Phil Anselmo comes out. He's just like. He's, like, into it. He, like, he's just, like, he's just a madman. There's beer being flung into the air. It's sweaty. People are pushing each other and shoving each other and just, like, everyone's on each other. It's hot. <laughs> There's sweat beer. Like, he takes a swig of beer, spits it back into the crowd. So now everyone's covered in spit. Everyone's throwing their water bottles and their beer cans up in the air. People are getting hit in the head with beer cans. It's just, oh my god, it was a mess. So we're all covered in sweat, beer, spit, and water. It was just, oh. 
It was a day. It was a day. Black Label Society comes out, plays their set. Everyone has a good time. Let's just say by the end of the night, there was this girl who was with her boyfriend who was standing on top of this dude's shoulder. One of the two dudes, the cousin's shoulders. She was using my head to stabilize her balance to continue the show. And it was a great time nonetheless. And that was my first time at a model show. And man, that was a show. So yeah, that was that was a fun show. Denzel was like trying to protect women from the pit and everything. It was great. So let's see. Next we're going to get into the see there uh, at the House of Blues, May 18th, 2014. So obviously, once again, two days apart from that show. So I go to see there and this is like probably a week prior to me getting my wisdom teeth removed. So I ended up getting my wisdom teeth removed at the age of 20. So when I went to, I had bought my tickets prior to me having to get my wisdom teeth removed. So I was still bent on getting my tickets and going to this show and still going to this show. So I'm standing there. My stitches aren't completely dissolved yet in my mouth. And I'm standing there like, man, I'm at a I'm at this show. And once again, like I said before, I'm a huge fan to see there. A lot of these bands, I'm a huge fan of their music. But I had I got into them really late. And on top of that, this was like my first time seeing them. So it is what it is. Super excited to still be there. I love their music and it was a great show. So shout out to Seether. I love them. Uh, I already talked about Scott Ian at the main stage. Like I can't remember when that was. But yeah that was a thing. Uh, next we're going to talk about Metallica. That one time I saw Metallica. And Avenged Sevenfold. And Volbeat. At Soldier Field. June 18th 2017. So I will say this. Out of the big four of Thrash. I've only seen Slayer. Anthrax. And Metallica. Me and Portia had the chance or the opportunity or we could have gone to go see Megadeth when they were also headlining with suicidal tendencies and we didn't go because by that time we were just so burnt out on shows. But I digress. That was, I have yet to see Megadeth live and I have yet to see suicidal tendencies. So that's a thing. So this was a really cool show because this is like the first ever arena show I've been to. I, was this prior to Chicago open air? This may, what? Yeah, this may have been prior to Chicago. Nope. Yep. No, this was the first arena show I've been to. Because I did go see, uh, yeah, I, nope, this isn't. Eh, well, whatever, whatever, moving on. Oh, yeah, I got to see them. This was my first time seeing Event Sevenfold. And I had been a fan of Event Sevenfold since high school. So this was huge. Because this was like during the Hail to the King album cycle. So yeah, it was great. And especially listening to Almost Easy at that level was great. So I had such a, an amazing time. And uh, seeing Metallica go into their stuff. And man, it was such a fun show. It was so cool. And I'm so glad I got to see Avenged Sevenfold. So that was great. So that was a very fun show. Very memorable show. Uh, next, we're going to talk about that time I saw Five Finger Death Punch and Shine Down at the Peoria Civic Center, uh, November nineteenth, twenty sixteen. So this this show required me, Caroline, and a friend of hers named Catherine to drive all the way to Peoria, Illinois, to go see this show because 
I'm a huge fan of Shinedown, and I'm a huge fan of Five Finger Death Punch. So when I heard they were doing a co-headlining tour, I'm like, bet I am going. So Caroline's main reason for going was, like, she loves 6AM, so we went, and they were playing. I can't remember the other band that was playing, but it was 6AM, Shinedown, and Five Finger Death Punch. So we go, and man. Seeing Five Finger Death Punch was like a like just full circle for me because I remember once again a lot of these bands I did not get into until high school. So you're talking about 2009, 2010. I remember when uh, The Way of the Fist came out. It came out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden, Five Finger Death Punch was just a band that was there. Like the band had been like trying to get big for like prior to that. Like Jeremy, their former drummer, and Jason, their former guitar player. We're at this for, like, 10-plus years at this point. So, it's like, man. So, like, seeing them come out of nowhere and then getting to see them live was amazing. And it was so much fun. And, oh, my God, I will never forget it till this day. And then seeing Shine Down, my God. Brett Smith is, like, one of my top 10 favorite vocalists of all time. Brett Smith can do no wrong in my eyes. If you ever have or if you haven't gotten the chance to listen to shine down or if they're not your cup of tea whatever but i know for one thing shine down will always be playing on my ipod that was a fun show it was an amazing show and it was great so shout out to those mans uh next will be my very first festival that time i went to chicago open air 2017 so it's a three-day event so let me just prattle off the bands that were playing on each day. So if you went to the Friday show, the headliner was Kiss, Rob Zombie, Megadeth, Anthrax, Meshuga, The Dillinger Escape Plan, Falling in Reverse, Vimic, Suicide Silence, Whitechapel, Crowbot, Code Orange, Hell or High Water, and Failure Anthem. And that was just Friday. Saturday, the day that I went, was... Corn, Godsmack, Seether, Clutch, Steel Panther, Body Count, Avatar, Mushroom Head, Metal Church, Pig Destroyer, Dragon Force, Cane Hill, and Black Map. Then that Sunday, it was Ozzy Osbourne, Slayer, Stone Sour, Lamb of God, Amon Marth, Behemoth, Hell Yeah, Demon Hunter, Devil Driver King, Norma Jean, Whores, and Dead. It's an amazing show. So this one took place in, I think, Bridgeview. Illinois, I think. Sorry. And this one was Bridgeview, Illinois. Um, at the Toyota. It's the, it's the stadium that the Chicago Fire play at. I think that's my main bet. So it's me and Caroline and we go. And man, it was the first time I've ever been to a festival. So you, so I ended up, I wanted to get a t-shirt. I got a sampler album. Um, and you see all the vendors and everything. It's muddy. It's just a field. And we went, like, towards, like, we didn't want to get there and be there all day because we just wanted to be there to see some of our favorite bands. So this is the Saturday show. So by the time we get there, Avatar is finishing up their set and Body Count is starting their set. And it's not the main stage, but it's like, so it's like the side stages. So it's kind of like that type of festival. Where you have the side stages and then you have the main stage. So body count goes on. They go into um, rain and blood. And so we're standing there, right? And we see two dudes like slam dancing their way to the pit to go see 
Body Count Play, Rain and Blood by Slayer. Amazing show. It's a fantastic show. So you just, it's pretty open. Like, you can just sit anywhere in the stadium because it's not a signed ticket. It's like, hey, you picked a seat for this seat and stuff like that. So it was great. So this had been, like, my third time seeing Corn and my second time seeing Seether. My first time seeing Godsmack and my first time seeing Clutch. So, yeah. Pretty big deal in my book. So... Seether goes on. Obviously, love Seether. Second time seeing them. Can, never disappoints. Amazing. Godsmack goes on. Oh, my God. Like, they do. The, man, they, they put in the work. You see the, the, the drum kit is like, the drum kit is just in circles and moving and doing all this and making circles. And then they broke into whatever and I lost my, oh, my God. You could, man. <laughs> they went into whatever, and I was just super hyped. Because whatever is, like, one of my favorite songs. And, man, they played that, and I was like, yes! Yes! This is why I come to these shows. And then Corn went on, and, man, Corn put on. I had more fun at this show than I did when I went to go see them in 2015. Because, man, I was head... Like, I was headbanging so hard during this show, I had neck pain for, like, two days. So, that was a great show overall and a very fun weekend overall. But, yeah, I had a blast. It was great. Uh, next, uh, <laughs> this one. I almost forgot about this show, even though I have a poster of it, of that night in my room. So, this is the Corn and Slipknot playing Rosemont, uh, Rosemont, Illinois at the Allstate Arena, November 28th, 2014. So, Prior to seeing any type of, like, music shows and music venues happen at Allstate Arena, I used to go to Allstate Arena to go watch WWE live events or when they had Monday Night Raw or, like, SmackDown. So I went, and, man, this show, man, I really wanted to get into the pit with this show. So it was their Prepare for Hell tour. This was uh, Slipknot, Corn. And King810, and I think it was another band, but I can't remember. But I think it was just those three bands. And man. Whew, this was a show. This was a show. This was my first time seeing Slipknot Live. So, once again, you got two bands that I have been listening to for the past, like, what? Almost, like, five or six years, seven years, whatever. How long it has been. I'm bad with math. Whatever. I digress. Uh, this was an amazing show because Corn came on first and then Slipknot ended the show. And when I say, if you have never been to a Slipknot show, you are really depriving yourself of an experience. Let me say that again. You are depriving yourself of an experience. Because when Corey gets to, I, I for the life of me right now cannot think of the song. But the part of the song when he says, get the fuck up, and everyone jumps up, because everyone's so low to the ground and everyone gets up, you can't do that seated in a seated area. You have to be in the pit to experience that. Because, my God, that was such a fun show. That was so much fun. The songs, the singing along, everyone just, like, in there, just element of like being around each other like it was just great i had so much fun 
I don't know why for the life of me I'm blanking on that song, but my god, it was so much fun. So yeah, I I'd go see it again. Shoot, I'd go see Slipknot any day of the week. I'd go to that show. So then, uh, we're gonna talk about uh, another show I attended in 2014. We're gonna talk about that time I took Portia to her first show, and we went to go see Black Flag at Reggie's Music Joint, June 18th, 2014. So. Prior to us getting ready to go to the show, Portia was like, hey, you want to go with me to go see Black Flag? And I'm like, sure, I'll go. I had been going to like three shows in the four months period. That was like my third show I've attended in like, excuse me, in four months. I'm going to tell you this one thing. 2014 was a big year for me to start doing all the stuff I had wanted to do ever since I was a kid. So like going to shows... Um, I got my ta- my first tattoo when I was 20. I went to my first show at 20. So, like, and then, funny enough, the following year, 2015, is when I first went to C2E2. So, I did a lot. I-, I started doing a lot of stuff I've always wanted to do. So, we go, and Reggie's Music Joint, for those of you who don't know, in Chicago, Reggie's Music Joint is all the way in Chinatown. Me and Portia live all the way... In the Jarvis Howard Redline area, so all the way up in Rogers Park and like Sheridan, like near Lakeshore Drive. We live in the north. We live like near the borderline of Evanston. That's where we live. So to go all the way from the Redline stop on Howard all the way to Chinatown is at least an hour. No problems though, but at least an hour. It's a very long train ride, I'll just say that. So, we get down there. We end up getting there. We're early, so the doors don't open yet. We get there early. You see the kids and, like, all their punk garb and everything. So, like, the fishnets, the the, the battle jackets or the, the vests and everything. The colored hair, the piercings, dark nail polish, everything. Punk. Yes. We, we're there. So, like, Portia doesn't realize that you need your ID to get into the show. So... She's like, wait, you need your ID? So I'm like, yes, Portia, you need your ID. I don't know how that conversation went. Maybe Portia will tell me I'm wrong because I'm telling it from my side of the story. Uh, my side of the story could be wrong, but, you know. Uh, Portia, if you're listening, I love you, Portia. I can't wait for you to come back so I can go to shows or whatever that is. But, hey, it is what it is. But, yeah, love you, Portia. So we go, and she she doesn't have her ID. So then we have to hop back on the train from Chinatown, go all the way back to Jarvis so she can get her ID from her um, house at the time. And then we get back on the train and go all the way from Jarvis all the way back to the uh, Chinatown to get to the venue. So by this time, the door's already open. Everyone's kind of piling in. The show hasn't started yet. Um, so we get there. She has her ID. The doorman at the door is this big, tall dude with tattoos, and he was fine. He was super cute. So, shout out to you if you're listening to this. Super cute. So, we're there. We're waiting for the show to start, right? So, on the stage currently, uh, I think this is right around that time when that's happening. Greg Jinn, who I believe is the only original member of Black Flag at this point, because this isn't... Henry Rollins or their other, uh, Keith Morris. This isn't that Black Flag. This is like, oh, so Black Flag, 
the band, still wants to go on tour and do stuff. So, and I think Greg Jinn, like I said, is the only original member left in the band. So, he's the, um, they decide to get Mike V. Now, those of you who don't know, Mike V is a well-known skateboarder, and he's also a singer in a lot of other bands. And he's currently the lead singer of Black Flag at this moment in time. So, we go, and we're there. Greg Jin's um, on a guitar and a theremin playing on stage, and there's some weird video playing in the background, so I don't know what's going on, but we're just standing there kind of enjoying the vibes of everyone, kind of checking out the scene. When Portia turns around, and right behind us, to our left, there's the bar, and she's like, is that Mike V? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who Mike V is at this point. So she's like, oh my god, it's Mike V! So she's like trying to like, she's like, I'm like, go take a picture with him. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. And she's like, I'm like, yeah, go take a picture with him. I'll take the picture. And she's like, she 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 musters up the courage, because, you know, Portia, Portia, a solid woman, <laughs> She's like, she musters up the courage, and she's like, she goes up to him, she's like, hey, can I get a picture? And she's like, oh, yeah, do, nice dude, very nice dude. She's like, yeah. And then I'm like, I'm standing there taking the picture, and she's like, oh, I love you, everything you do and everything. Because, like I said, Portia's really big into skateboarding, so she obviously knows who he is. So I'm kind of standing there, like, you ever have those moments where your parent doesn't know who you're gushing over, but you do, and it's a big deal to you, but your parent's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then I just stand there, like, shake his hand, and like, hey, nice to meet you. Yeah, great. Can't wait for the show. Just like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm like that parent. Like, the second time that happened to me was when my mom met Jake Hager at C2E2 one year. She started geeking out so bad, and I shook his hand like that parent. Like, hi. Like, I know who you are, but I'm too starstruck. But this situation was totally different. So she was gushing over the photo and everything. She's super proud. It, it was great. So... Here's where the calamity and the craziness and the chaos happened. So, Greg Jin finishes whatever he was doing because there's no opening band. So, he finishes what he's doing. So, then the band gets on the stage. They start the set. And with the snap of a finger, the pit starts and I get just blindsided. <laughs> I'm in the thoroughs of this pit just moving. Everyone's pushing and shoving me and I don't know what's going on. I'm just totally disor disoriented and just discombobulated. Meanwhile, Portia made a beeline for the side of the like pit. So she got the hell up out of there real quick. I'm, on the other hand, am just in a sea of being pushed and shoved and moved. Once again, this is my first punk show. But I'm getting pushed and shoved and moved and just like, oh my god, what is going on? And then next thing you know, I get thrusted to the front of the stage. And I mean pushed hard to the front of the stage. So hard that I got the wind knocked out of me. And only two thoughts ran into my No, three thoughts ran into my head. Breathe, get the hell out of this pit, and where the hell is Portia? So I was like, I, I make my way out of the pit slowly but surely as I'm trying to get the wind back into my chest and realize, oh my god, I just got the got the wind knocked out of me. And I'm like, why did you leave me? She's like, I wasn't there. She was like, I don't know what she said, but to paraphrase it, um, she was like, yeah, I wasn't staying in there for that. So I was like, god damn it, Portia. So yeah. <laughs> 
That was a fun show. So we stood off to the side where there was like those side steps. We were just watching the show unfurl and just standing there watching everything happen. Um, they broke out to TV party and Portia lost her mind. And then to this day, I still have the Henry Rollins TV party song on my iPod and I still have it to this day. So shout out to that. So that was, that was a fun show. And that was a really cool show show to witness. I witnessed the girl, like there was a girl who's in the pit and I think she either lost her glasses, lost her phone or lost her wallet in the pit. And she was just kind of just stuck, just disoriented, like, oh my god, where's my whatever she lost? And I'm like, woo. So yeah, that was, oh man. And then last but not least, we're gonna talk, I'm gonna talk about uh, that time I went to go see, me and Portia went to go see Slayer at the Riviera Theater, uh, February 19th, 2016. So... That, by far, has got to be the loudest show we've ever attended. I'm talking about, so so we ended up getting earplugs for that show, or I got earplugs at that show, because I kind of got tired, because prior to that, I wasn't going, I wasn't wearing earplugs when I went to shows, because I was like, I'm not going to do it, I want to hear the music live. Yeah, okay, try listening to music live, and then next thing you know, your ears are ringing for, like, hours on end, and you're trying to go to sleep for work the next day. Yeah, that's real smart, so... I wear earplugs. I'm sorry, I just can't do it. Like, I need to sleep, <laughs> and I need earplugs so my ears don't ring and my head doesn't hurt. And I get a headache. So, that, by far, was, like, the loudest show I've ever been. And I'm not talking about fans loud. I'm talking about the band Slayer was playing loud enough to the point where your whole body was vibrating to the sounds that were emanating from those speakers as Slayer was performing. So that show was crazy. Portia could have swore she saw some skinheads at that show or some metal bikers or something like that. She could have swore she saw some. It wasn't confirmed, but I'll tell you this much. Me and Portia looked like the only black people that were at that show that night. Whoo yeah. So, that was the thing that happened. But, yeah, that was, like, it was Slayer, Testament, and Carcass. And, man, that was, like, the loudest show we had ever been to. And we ended up leaving, like, a couple of songs early because we just couldn't... I I don't know. Maybe we were too... Maybe we were too weenie... We were very weenies or whatever you want to say. But, man, we got the heck up out of there because, one, that show, you it was so loud you could legit... The, we got out to we got out to the outside of that venue, and you could hear the band all the way outside, and the doors were closed, and you could still hear Slayer out on the street. It was crazy. So that was a fun show as well. So, um, yeah, those are all the shows I've attended. I've seen Corn four times, and the reason why I say four is because one was. Obviously, Chicago Open Air, seeing them in 2015, and seeing them on the Prepare for Hell tour. But also, um, buying their, um, not their live event, but their, like, um, their play, that monumental special event they did recently, uh, April 24th of this year. I, I ended up seeing that before I went on vacation. So, yeah, that was the thing. So, out of all the bands, I've actually paid money to go see. Corn is number one. Uh, I think Alter Bridge would be number two. I could be wrong, even though I wrote all this down. 
But, yeah, Corn. yep, uh, no, Alter Bridge is number two, because I've seen them twice. But, yeah, it was, um, I had a lot of good memories going to shows, and especially someone like me, um, who doesn't really talk to that many people, but obviously for being comfortable enough to go to these shows and just, like, rock out for, like, an hour or so minutes and just, like, being around people who have the same passion and energy for the same bands is, like, an amazing feeling and amazing moments. So, like, yeah, I had a lot of great, interesting shows and um, events happen at these shows. And writing this down just brought back all the good memories. Like, I always have these memories, but actually sitting down and writing about how many shows I've been to, um, how many times I've been to the House of Blues, because I've been to the House of Blues, I've been to the Aragon, I've been to Talia Hall, I've been to the Cobra Lounge once, I've been to the Chicago Theater twice. Like, my main ones would be House of Blues, Aragon, the Riviera, Metro is, like, one of my new favorite venues that I've been to, but yeah. And out of these shows, I'm not going to count the... Corn special event one. I'm not going to count that one because I wasn't live. So I've been to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. I've been to 27 shows since I've been. I've been to 27 shows since I was 20. So. Yeah, and I still have, they still have to postpone the Killswitch Engage, August Burns Red, and Light the Torch Tour that was postponed due to the pandemic. They still have to reschedule that one. That one's going to be at the Radius, which is a new club that I've never been to. I can't wait to go to that one, so I'm going to go to that show. Um, So, I, I just don't know when. I'm going to that show. They announced Spirit Box and Limp Biscuit are playing um, at the Metro, and I wanted to go to that show, but I'm having a hard time trying to get tickets or trying to find the correct date. I don't know, so that's a maybe. And I may go see Just a Mess at the Bottom Lounge in August. I think that's when that show is. But yeah, those are some of uh, my concert stories and all my show stories. So shout out Caroline, shout out Denzel, and shout out Portia. You guys have made going to shows really fun and very memorable. And I appreciate every single story that has gone through this book. And yeah, it was very cool like talking about shows. So I recommend if you've never been to any of these venues to go to shows. And yeah, just go to one. Um, metal concerts and rock concerts aren't as scary as everyone makes them out to be. It's really cool. All the people are super nice there. Sometimes you meet some really interesting people. Um, some people are drunk and they can be annoying. I'm just going to say that right now. I've had my fair share of drunk, annoying people at shows. But overall... Still had amazing times and amazing moments at those shows. So, yeah. And I still plan on going to more. So, cheers to the shows that are going to be coming out during this post-pandemic. Every Let's hope everyone has a good time. Uh, be cool. Uh, try not to be too crazy. And, yeah, just keep the good vibes going, you know. Um, keep that good energy of seeing live music going and support local bands because I actually want to be a part of that local scene because it seems really interesting and cool. And I think I'm kind of in that scene. <laughs> I don't know. 
But yeah, uh, that has been another episode of the Status Alternative Podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at RollMarterX. You can follow me on Twitter at RollMarterX. Um, yeah, uh, like I said before, I want to keep this interactive. Give me your ideas. Give me some of your, like, reactions. Tell me some of your favorite stories that you've attended at a show or any of the shows you've attended. Um, yeah, just keep that line of communication up and going. Uh, you can follow this uh, podcast on Anchor or wherever you listen to your podcast. So yeah, uh, I want to thank all of you again for the continuous support of this podcast and achieving my dream of doing something I actually want to do. I don't know. I'm rambling again because I don't know how to close out a podcast, obviously. So yeah, uh, like I said before, uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, stuff like that. And I will catch all of you in the next episode. Bye-bye.